Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of LMS Casts. I am Joshua Millage, and I'm joined today with Christopher Badgett. And today we're talking about how to build an engagement machine with learners and prospects. Chris, what in the world is an engagement machine? Well, it's actually, it comes from a question that one of our customers at Lifter LMS asked. Uh, they were just curious about how we were able to put out so much content and keep in touch and do all the things we do besides just, you know, marketing and selling our product. We actually stay really engaged with our customers and our uh, prospective customers and community, other communities and things like that. So the question was like, how in the heck do you do that? Like, what's the machine? What's the system? Right. Yeah. And I think, um, we have really mechanized our internal side of, of Lifter LMS or the, the marketing behind Lifter LMS using smart tools and using, um, you know, internal organizational tools. So you've written a post about this and, uh, I want to make sure that anyone who's listening to the po- podcast can get a link to that post. So if anyone who's listening wants that link to read kind of the extended version of what we're going to talk about today, you can text us the, uh, the word engage. And then the number one, two, three, three, four, four, four. That's just the word engage. Number one to three, three, four, four, four. Um, and we will send you a link, uh, to this blog post because I think it's a pretty amazing, um, step by step really on, on what we do. So Chris, let's start from the top and kind of walk through this together. Where, how does, how does someone start to create an engagement machine? Well, I think the first thing to realize is it's not so different from uh, engaging with your customers or your learners in your Lifter LMS Power community or whatever your learning platform is, uh, but as it is to engage with prospective customers. So they operate under the same principles. The strategies are a little different, though, and there are six key areas to focus on. And the very first one of those is just getting the mindset of uh, communicating one to many, uh, which is, I'm sure you're aware of that, but if you really think about it, uh, the opportunity for you to do one to many communications is everywhere. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you should never have a one on one conversation. I'm just saying that you've got to leverage these tools that are out there. Mm-hmm. This podcast you're listening to right now is an example of one to many communication. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because it's, it's, it does a couple of things. And one of them is that it really helps build a, a relationship where people know, like, and trust you. And we all know that biz, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. So they know us because of the podcast. They like us because of our personalities or dislike us. Polarization is okay too. They trust us because of the information that we're giving away for free. And I can't tell you how many times, Chris, I've picked up the phone with a prospective custom client who wants to build a really robust, big, massive LMS um, or someone who's going through our done for you services that goes, well, I, you know, Josh, I love the fact that your mom was a first grade teacher. And it kind of weirds me out at times because I'm like, how do they know this about me? But it's like, I'm sharing all of this through this medium of video and podcasting. And I think one of the things that we do really well is we repurpose one session. So this is one recording session to two distribution channels, the iTunes, Stitcher podcasting channel, and then YouTube, which you've, you know, I would say pretty much perfected the process of, of how to use YouTube to leverage really targeted quality leads. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, that people need to really start to push into this, this, you know, content creation distribution 
machine. Yeah. And another thing that follows past that, this is my number two tip, is to leverage the power of community. Now, the community you're involved with with your learners is very different from where you go find prospective learners or get engaged in communities elsewhere. But to talk about the learning community, uh, a simple example is like a Facebook group. But essentially, the ultimate goal is to have get into a position where other people are talking about your course or a specific lesson or their challenges with each other and not just you, so that the conversations, I, I think viral is the wrong word to use here, but conversations kind of go. It's not all just dependent on you. And this is one of the ways that the disruption is happening in education is that people are kind of learning and evolving you know, with instruction, but also on their own in the context of a community. So that's how what that looks like for a learner. And then for a prospect, that's you going out and getting involved in other communities, other forums, other live events where you're networking and adding value, not just pitching your product all the time. But that's those are the basics of leveraging community. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Uh, it's important to kind of think through who's the linchpin in my industry and how, how can I add value to them, not ask them to promote something, but really kind of push into their community with value, with their, with your expert knowledge. Um, and I want to say something about that, that expert knowledge, because I think a lot of people get hung up on that. Um, they don't want to, like, they, they know that leveraging the power of community is important, so they, they find the linchpin which, you know, you can do so by just even LinkedIn is really good at this because you can go to LinkedIn and find a group owner who has a hundred some thousand user or members and you can connect with them and add value to their group and get a lot of benefit there. But uh, I think becoming an expert doesn't mean that you have to know it all, but you have to, you have to kind of um, break a complex con- concept down into digestible chunks like you've done in this blog post or you, um, you, I think interviewing actually is really powerful. So interviewing other experts in the field makes you, makes the perception of you, uh, level up. So you, so if I'm sitting, you know, I did this with the infusion cast podcast as I interviewed people like, you know, Brad Martineau and other people who are out in the community who are known as the experts. And by interviewing them, some of their expertise kind of was pushed over to me. Like, well, if Josh is interviewing him, he must be good too. And at the time when I started InfusionCast, I didn't even know how to open up the app correctly. <laughs> like it was just wasn't my cup of tea. So I think that um, don't get hung up on how to become an expert or how to add value. Really focus on um, breaking. I think the easiest thing is breaking concepts down for the beginner users by connecting with people and having them explain it, synthesizing it, creating blog posts, creating podcast interviews and so forth. But the key here is just moving quickly and executing and, and getting things out into the world. That's awesome. And you've always been really good about that. And, and it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, leading by example of just get going. If you read the blog post, you'll see, like I keep saying, just commit, just do it. Start small. That's the key is to just keep going and start, you know, take one step. One step. But, yeah. but my next tip, my next tip, uh, number three is to leverage the power of, I say video marketing, but I'm really just saying online video. Right. So this podcast you're listening to right now, it's also going to go on YouTube. Uh, And then video video marketing is super scalable. And I want to start 
by just uh, giving you a statistic about video marketing. And, and before I give you this really important statistic, I want you to know that I've been obsessed with video for a long time. As many of you know, uh, I spent almost a decade of, decade of my life in Alaska running sled dogs and running a business around that and managing a business around that. Uh, but before that, I was really into video. I had like video cameras, I had big VHS camera, I had the, hot, the little tape things. And I used to record climbing trips and things like that. I have a lot of great old footage. <laughs> uh, but I've always been really into video. I can't explain it. But over time, it's evolved into just uh, what it is today in online video. And video is so powerful. Even if you're a baby boomer generation, uh, you were probably watching a video on TV in the living room of the news and you had like five channels or something. But video is a big part of our lives. Now, here's a statistic from Cisco, the corporation, and one of their studies that by 2019, online video will be responsible for four-fifths of global internet traffic. Wow. That, the statistic for the U.S. are even more impressive, coming in at 85%. Wow. So what that means is people are hungry for video. YouTube is exploding. You know, when people are creating courses with Lifter LMS or they're tr just trying to teach online, uh, getting video in your lessons, in my opinion, is critical. It's not mandatory, if depending upon what you're teaching, but if you can get video in there, the it is proven that people are hungry for video. And video is highly scalable when you leverage a platform like YouTube. You set it once and you forget it. I've got videos that I've put up uh, you know, years ago that have tens of thousands of views, and the amount of hours spent on that video are longer than my human life will be. It's <laughs> the amazing scale of video just continually blows me away. Right. And I think that it's the closest thing to, to, it's the, it's the silver bullet in a way to scaling the human touch. I mean, I had a conversation last night with a, um, a friend and, and, we were talking about my academic research I did in grad school around um, knowledge transfer. And I said, you know, the thing that we're up against here is that there's nothing that can transfer knowledge faster than someone sitting down with someone else side by side walking through something. A great example of this in my life has been, you know, in the last six months, I've really picked up a lot of paid advertising techniques and I've done so really rapidly. And the way I've done that is I know that how knowledge transfer works. So instead of reading a bunch of blog posts and watching a bunch of videos, I went and sat down next to experts and said, show me, you know, and they did. And I learned, you know, I learned six months. What took them six months? I learned in 30 minutes because I was able to get in place. So it's hard to replicate that online, but the best way to do it is video. And so, and then, you know, then there's, there's, things that kind of go down out of that. And I think the best actually in my mind, and I haven't done research, but I would love to study this is I think video and a blog post is going to be like a, a crazy one, two punch because you can go, you can give a synopsis really quick and hit the, the, the 80, 20, the 20%, they'll get the 80 results in the video. Then you can go in depth with writing and you're going to not only have engagement from the learner, but you're also going to have, um, SEO, you're gonna, it's going to help your marketing too, because you're, you're kind of doing dual content. So 
I think that that video is absolutely crucial. It is incredible, the scalability. I mean, some of the videos that I've done in the past have, you know, close to hundreds of thousands of views at this point. Um, well, over a hundred thousand views, some of the older ones I've done. And it blows my mind because like, think about how long it would take to talk to a hundred thousand people. Yeah. Like, it's bizarre. So it's pretty cool. Now the fourth point you have here is leveraging social media. So how does someone do this? Well, I think it's just important to first realize that social media isn't a fad. It's not going away. Social media marketing, you know, it's, it used to be hot like four years ago, but it, the point is, is it works. People use it. You could take the video we just talked about. You can put it on Facebook. You can put it on Twitter. Uh, just like we talked about community. You can build community, uh, a f- private Facebook group for your learning community if you want to. Uh, on Twitter, you can create lists of like people that are kind of in the industry with you or your learners or whatever, and you can engage there. It's just the important thing about social media is that people are there anyways. So why not enter the conversation and where they're at doing their multitasking, checking in on things? Like when you keep everything on your site, uh, if you're, if you're building a learning community, you might be missing just an opportunity to further connect with somebody. And then also on the marketing side to attract new people into your system. Why not leverage social media to help get the word out, uh, to share content on, Mm -hmm. and also to, you know, if you want to experiment with paid advertising or things like that, it's just a channel where a lot of people spend a lot of time. You know, I see so many people just walking around glued to the phone and often I look over the shoulder and it's like Facebook. So why not enter the conversation? Right, right. Now, the next one you have, which is one of my personal favorites, is leveraging email marketing. And I think that, you know, I think email marketing is, is just, an, it's the creme de la creme when it comes to marketing, digital marketing, in my opinion. So how does someone do that well? Well, just like social media, email marketing, newsletters, these things aren't going away. Uh, they just need to be done well and you need to be awesome to get somebody to actually open your email and not just unsubscribe or mark you as spam. Like you need to have a message. The other amazing thing about email and writing is that it clarifies your thinking. You can like say whatever and ramble on, but if you're going to write an email and you got somebody's attention for like, and you're just a moment away from getting deleted, you need to speak in a very clear, concise, value-adding way. So uh, using email is like critical in a learning environment for reinforcing learning, you know, onboarding your customers to make sure that they're, you know, doing the right things, that they know all the resources that are available to you. So, like, when you purchase Lifter LMS, you'll notice we have a a post-purchase email sequence that goes out that's designed to help people answer the frequently asked questions and give guide them to the support they may need if if they want help. Yeah. And then also just for attracting people, to your learning management system and your online course platform, you really need to build an email list. It's critical. You need to build a lead magnet. When you check out the post, you'll see what we mean by lead magnet. It just means something that gives people a reason to sign up to your email list. Because if you don't build that email list, you might be building something on the moon because you need to be able to get the word out. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's so, such a good point. So, We've got a, a, a lot of other things here to talk about in the post, and I want to be conscious of people's times. 
And I, I want to also encourage them to, to, you know, read the full post on their own, which again, you know, just text us the word engage and the number one to three, three, four, four, four. We'll send you a link to it because how many words is it, Chris? Like 2000 words or something crazy. I think it's close to 4,000. And there's, oh my actually, gosh. <laughs> there's actually a video at the end. So you just mentioned combining a blog post and a video. There's a video at the end of the post that has a synopsis of the key points. That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, I'm going to let people, to, you know, head over there to read all of that. Now, what what's kind of the closing thought here? I mean, why is this so important in your mind? It's so important just because I see a lot of people just burn out, which mm-hmm. actually ties into another point in the blog post, which is to do things that don't scale. Mm-hmm. Which just means like pick up the phone and call a learner, see how they're doing. Uh, you know, reach out, go to a meeting with your industry leaders. Do something that's not all automated and autopilot and making money while you sleep or whatever. Just, just actually be a human being and do some one-on-one uh, with your prospects and your learners and stuff like that. That's really important if you care about engagement. Mm-hmm. We're big believers in scaling the human touch, but. At, at, through automation and things like that, but be a real human too. The goal is not to turn into a, a full, full blown, uh, machine. So yeah, that would, that would be my tip for you is to do things that don't scale. But the point of this post is to avoid burnout by not doing too much of things that don't scale, mm-hmm. which is what most people do. They spend all their time doing things that don't scale. You don't eliminate that completely. Just bring it down to about 10% of your workday. That's a great point. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you in the next episode.